Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. I want to ask you all today, how were you raised? Were you raised in a loving home? Were you praised and, and told you were going to be everything you wanted to be that was excellent? Were you raised in poverty, but still loving? Uh, were you raised with very strict parents where you really couldn't do much? Were you raised in a criminal household? How, how were you raised? Think about your upbringing. Was it a positive experience where you smile when you think about it and and you know you really wish you could go back to those days or was it the kind of thing you you're so grateful for being out of that and you would never go back and um, you did your best or you're doing your best to break generational curses or you're carrying on those bad things that you went through as a child. I know I I really didn't have many things to break, but I don't feel like I was raised in a loving um, home, even though I was loved. Now, I was an adult when I realized I was loved, but of course, as a kid, I really didn't think about it. Love didn't come out of anybody's mouth. Um, as a young person, I don't remember. I've said this before, my mom never saying I love you or, you know, there were no hugs, no kisses, nothing like that. Um, no questions, you got homework, um, nothing. If I wanted friends to stay the night, they would just be there when my mom came home from work. But I also never was put on punishment. I've never had a whipping in my life. I never was, you know, put grounded as it's called, nothing like that. Um, so I want to know how other people were raised because sometimes we go out and we expect the best of other people. And sometimes we don't even know those people. We just expect them to be better than they are, act better, speak differently, whatever it is. Yesterday, I fixed dinner for my husband and I, and, um, you know, I, I always fix everything from scratch, but on Sundays, I will fix big dinners that usually take hours to cook. Sometimes, sometimes as few as three hours, but sometimes upwards to six, seven, eight hours in one day. You know, I love to cook, but because my grandkids are here, I fix our dinner and then I fix theirs separate. And I always ask them what they want. And it's generally three different meals and I fix it. It's never anything I have to slave over the stove to do. It's usually want to want pizza, I'll throw it in the oven. It's frozen pizza. Somebody will want chicken nuggets, I'll throw them in the oven. Somebody else might want some fried chicken. What I've done now is I'll fry a whole bunch of chicken wings and put them in the fridge. Now I just got to throw them in the air fryer. It's simple stuff like that. It's never, well, I want you to make tacos and the other person, well, I want a hamburger. Even that wouldn't be a big deal to me. But anyway, my husband was saying last night, I'm better than him and my daughter because my daughter would do the same because he would never do that. Uh, they're going to eat what we eat. And I told him, why would I do that if I know these are things they don't like? So we were discussing this and he was saying, well, his mom would have never went for that. Either you're going to eat what she gives you or you're not going to eat at all. I was telling him as a kid, I didn't like anything. I didn't like pizza. I didn't. I sure wasn't going to eat no turkey, no ham, no 
no chicken. Um, when I got a little older, I would eat chicken wings and drumsticks. That's it. Don't give me no thigh, nothing else. Just actually only drumsticks for years. And then I uh, started eating wings probably in my mid-teens. But I didn't like anything. The only meat I would eat, my mom said as a kid, was a hot dog. And I don't even like hot dogs now. Uh, maybe an Oscar Mayer I'll eat now, but that's it. So if my mom told me you better eat whatever I put on your plate, I would have starved to death. I would have died, y'all. I'm not going to lie because I was a stubborn kid on top of just being a kid. So my mother made sure whatever I did like was in the house. Something I loved were fried shrimp. And she would buy boxes of fried shrimp and I could just throw them. We didn't have microwave. I don't remember having a microwave as a kid. But I could throw them in a skillet and warm them up. We weren't allowed to use the oven. So I would throw them in. My mom had an electric skillet. That was all I was allowed to use. I would throw them in there and warm them up. And they were good. And cereal and apparently hot dogs and um, sunflower seeds, chocolate ice cream, red licorice, black licorice. I honestly don't remember liking much else as a kid. Then later on, those Tostino pizzas came out. I would eat those and cook myself some french fries, eat pizza and french fries. But in all honesty, I really didn't like anything else. But now as an adult, as I got older, my taste changed. I started liking more things. Okay, I'll eat greens, I guess. They're wet. That's kind of disgusting, but now I love greens. I love cabbage. I make a uh, dressing. I, I cook everything is my point. It didn't stay with me to like only a few things. And nobody forced me to eat things I didn't like. But that wasn't my husband's upbringing. That wasn't his upbringing. And so I'm saying all that to say when you go out in public and you meet somebody and, you know, right now my husband and I, we're the same. We're both gregarious, friendly, loving, kind people, hardworking. We, we're generous. We go out and we're, we're, we see people and we're complimenting. But we will walk on people and they're frowning. They're mad. Like I was talking the other day. Their faces are scowled up. They just come across as unpleasant people. And it's a little confusing. I used to wonder how could people be like that? But then life hit me, right? Before the podcast, when my books came out and people would line up to talk to me about the way they were raised and their upbringings, I was dumbfounded. Being raised in a house and you're getting beaten? What? You're being touched inappropriately? You're being called names? Okay, I was called a few names, but real names? It was just mind-boggling the things people went through, the things they did with themselves, selling their bodies, being on drugs, um, doing drugs with their family, getting drunk and high with their parents, all mind-boggling to me. And then when I moved to Florida and started working in disease prevention, the stories there, people getting sexually transmitted diseases from their own siblings, from uh, a uncle, a auntie, it opened my eyes to really make me understand we're not raised the same. 
The love some people are drowned in as kids. The hate some people are drowned in as kids. You've got to understand we're all so different. My name is Sonia McQueen. I have yet to meet another. My middle name's Adele. I have yet to meet another Sonia Adele McQueen in my life. I'm an individual. Before I was a McQueen, I was an artist. Sonia Adele Artist. I've Googled my name and seen a, another Sonia artist here or there, but not with the same middle name. I'm saying that to let you know you're unique. You are uniquely made, wonderfully made. But you can touch the person to your left and to your right, and you did not have the same experiences. I don't care if you were raised in the same household. Your experiences differ. Your memories might be the same, but the root of your memories will differ. Right? So I was raised with two brothers, but we're all different. We're all different. I'm the baby. I'm the only girl. They are seven and six years older than me, six and seven years older than me. They were out of the house by the time I was 12. All different. All different. My oldest brother had to pretty much raise me and my other brother. My middle brother had the benefit of going straight to college. My older brother went a little later. I went even later after school, but I went straight in the military at 17. We all have different stories, even though we were raised by the same mom. We all have different outlooks on our father because we all have the same mother and father. They were married. You've got to understand, you guys, sometimes you have to give grace when you go out and that cashier is not speaking back when you say hello. Maybe they take on things differently. Maybe the customer before you was nasty and rude and they can't shake it. Maybe they're just not a happy person. Maybe they don't know how to be pleasant. Just know it shouldn't steal away your joy and your your positivity. Don't leave now cursing out the cashier. You know, when when you tell somebody, you give them a compliment, I love your hair, and they don't say thank you, don't get mad. Just know you said the right thing. You, you spoke your mind in positivity. Maybe they don't know how to accept a compliment. I just started learning to speak to accept compliments. I would reply to a compliment with a negative word. You tell me, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. I would be like, yeah, thanks. But yesterday, or oh, it took me some time to get this hair together. I was looking horrible. It, I couldn't just say thank you. I'm just learning to say thank you. And I'm over 50. Don't hold people's personalities against them. Unless they were raised by you, not with you, but by you, you really don't know the outcome of their personalities, what it took to get them to the way they are, and what it might take for them to be a more positive person in life. So next time, you're around somebody and you're being very positive and they're not. Don't jump on them. 
Don't get offended. Just remember, you don't know what their day was like. You don't know what their week's been like. You don't know what their month has been like. And you don't know what their upbringing or their situation at home or anything else, any adversity they're going through. You don't understand it. You don't know it. It's not your situation. Just be grateful you're not in that situation. You're not the type of person when somebody compliments you, you turn your nose up. You're not the type of person to ignore somebody when they say hello. You're not the type of person to meet positivity with negativity and be grateful for it. And then pray for the person who is in that place. Don't let it bring you down. Don't let it bring you down. Just try to keep things positive and, and stay in your good spirits. And you know what? If you're around that person often enough, your greatness will rub off on them. Don't let their negativity rub off on you. Remember the story about the, the, the strawberry, the one bad strawberry in the pack of good strawberries. Because sometimes you just have to weed out. But if it's just a passing moment, a passing person, <laughs> keep it pushing. Say something positive. They don't respond the way you think they should. They're not you. And remember that. They're not you. I always return positivity with positivity. And I said the other day, I was in Sam's, and I said something positive to four women who didn't open their mouths and say a word back. And they all looked at me. One even rolled her eyes. I told her I loved her hair and I did. She rolled her eyes and looked the other way. I smiled anyway and kept it pushing. Told another lady she had a beautiful ring on because she did. She just looked at me, looked at her finger and went back to what she was doing. Another lady was smiling, she was on her phone, and I think I told her she had a, a room lit lighting smile. I said, your smile could light up a room, it's beautiful. She just looked at me and kept going. Stop smiling too. And last, another lady, she just looked flawless. I think I told you another time I told a, a lady, I said, it's too early in the morning for you to look so beautiful and flawless. And she started crying. She told me, thank you so much. Sometimes it's just so difficult. And she just was so grateful for the compliment. But this lady, I told her, I said, you look absolutely beautiful. Maybe she thought I was hitting on her, but she looked at me for a second and just kept walking. And I still left the store and had went to Walmart. Unfortunately, I went to Walmart because I needed something for the kid's hair. And I complimented somebody else. And she said, thank you so much. Five compliments, one thank you. And it didn't stop me from complimenting the next person. Y'all, we don't know what weighs other people down. And it's not our job to figure it out unless they're psychiatrists, they're therapists, they're sociologists, whatever. 
It's not our job. It's just our job to keep it moving in a positive way. Remember that. All right. Um, while I was talking, I hope I didn't pause too much. My phone rang eight times. So have a beautiful day. You know, you can find me, send me an email at ledbymotivation07 at gmail, or you can go on our website, www.ledbymotivation.com and send us a message. Look forward to hearing from you.